Oh, hey. Didn't see you come in. You've just tuned in to Talia's Paradigm Podcast. Hopefully not by mistake. (laughs) Well, now that I've got you here, sit back, unbutton those pants, and let's dig into some real spicy shit. Thank you for coming back to the third official episode of Talia's Paradigm Podcast. I'm really excited. Um, I have Rosa Maria here. I was already telling you guys about her and why I'm so excited to discuss what we're about to discuss. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh, it's a little bit nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, isn't that a weird word? Nerve-wracking? I thought it was nerve-wracking, but it's not nerve-wracking. I feel like but it goes both ways. Oh. It wrecks my nerves and it's very and it racks. Yeah, Ooh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it definitely is. I feel like for the, it's the guest part of it. Like if I was just by myself in a room, I could talk all day. Yeah, you know I what like I'm listening to myself talk. Yeah, yeah. me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I send like voice memos to people and I'll just listen. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I feel that. You don't think I'm just talking to you. It's more like you feel like you're already being listened to. Yeah, like this yeah. isn't live, but I feel like I'm already being listened to. Yeah, like there's gonna be. Yeah, I keep wanting to start over. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I guess to start this topic off, what do you think love looks like? Right. I was thinking maybe to think about it as a, if you could, um, like, describe it. Describe what you see love as. See, that's hard. Um, Obviously, it depends on everybody. And I think it's even harder when you deal with, like, familial trauma. Um, Because when you think about it, for me, or when you think about it in general, your parents or your care, primary caregivers are the first, um, your first experience with love, right, or romance. And yeah. when it's not there, you kind of, you're raised with this. Damn, you said yeah. I'm jumping for <laughs> I'm wasting no fucking time. <laughs> but I feel like that, that definitely is true. You are surrounded by people immediately, and you're just a sponge. Yeah, definitely. And what they have around you is the way you write your, like, encyclopedia. Exactly. And when you don't have that, uh, you know, when you see love and it's, like, broken or whatever, as a child, you get, you're, you're, you're raised and you think that love is supposed to look like that. You think it's supposed to be, for me personally, in my life, my family household was always, like, my parents would always be screaming and fighting and yelling and it was a lot of, like, lying and backstabbing, so... <clears throat> I grew up thinking that, okay, love is supposed to look like this. Love is supposed to be anger. It's supposed to be making the other person jealous. It's supposed to be riling up feelings in the other person. When really, I'm just now learning that it's not that at all. Like, it's not that at all. It looks different for everybody, but at the core of it, to me, like, love is kind. And it's supposed to be kind, always. Mm -hmm. Even if there's disagreements, even if there's other things going on, love is always supposed to be kind. So I'm, I don't know what exactly love looks like for me. I can't give you a clear picture yet, only because I'm still dismantling, you know, uh, years. Gen- yeah, years, generational trauma. Yeah, there's exactly, years. generational trauma. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I know for a fact that it's always supposed to be kind. It's always supposed to be supportive. So that's just what I'm trying to 
like dig into. Build on and yeah. 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 I definitely feel that. I feel like in mine, love is supposed to be a battle. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be a compromise of will. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> I think that the love that I saw growing up is about, it's always been a balance of two different types of energy, like yeah. the same two different types of energy. And I don't know if that has to do with like my parents, their actual specific roles to each other and how they balance that energy. Mm -hmm. But one is always um, importance, like uh, practicality, support, um, a lack of emotion. Mm -hmm. And the other one is freedom. It's just fire, it's passion. Yeah. It's uh, recklessness and it's selfishness. Exactly, and that's how I perceive relationships to be like um at least for me I thought it was really weird I mean I immediately was like that's so nice or whatever yeah Azalea and her boyfriend Cody um obviously every relationship is different especially behind closed doors but for them I I was just like that's a thing that you can do that <laughs> they are so similar right their dynamic isn't like that, obviously. Like, they love yelling at each other for fun. Um, like, it's not to hurt each other. They just express themselves really right. loud it's and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But they are this, like, they are the same type of person. And, and it's they, always like they balance each other yes, out. Yes, they move with, like, a, a calmness that yeah. I don't like understand. I don't get it. Mine is always mind and then passion. Right. And that's how it goes. I either have one person who is the rational one, and the other person who is reckless as fuck. I actually felt that so deeply, and it's usually me who's like the reckless oh, one. Oh, of course. Fucking <laughs> done. Like, or like, just like very insecure. Like, there's one, there's yeah. one, there's always one person who's very like um, balanced and rational, like you said, and just like you know. But honestly, kind of heartless. Maybe secretive. Maybe like not very giving. But then here it begs the question, right? When we when we're when we encounter these people, it begs mm -hmm. the question: what what about them is pulling us in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like dude. what is attracting <laughs> us to them? Fucking always. I think it's the idea that our recklessness can be tamed. We don't think that that idea of like fire is okay. You know what I'm saying? There's part a lot of, of us, shame behind it. Yes, a part of us is like I can't. I think. For me personally, I don't feel like loving so blindly and so recklessly can be healthy. Part of me <laughs> thinks it has to do with my dad mm. in that relationship. It mm. didn't work out right. between my parents. I don't think that being maybe more selfish and more passionate is going to get me to a loving relationship because that's not what I saw. Mm. I just saw that to be with somebody, you have to compromise mm. the selfishness for practicality mm. and like um, pleasing someone by making them by making them proud of you mm. or whatever. Yeah. I really think that's some daddy issue shit <laughs> on the low key. <laughs> but um, I feel like the guys that I look to are always. Hard mind. They're, are they um, unavailable in some type of sense? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. And That's you know what too. stupid is? At some point I was like, yeah, I don't really, I don't think I really have a type. 
<laughs> so, you know, whatever. The fuck do you think you are? Yes, you do. Like, Absolutely. And my type is uh, the outsider. Mm. I'm, they're always smart. They're always smart, and I love that. You know, there's always things I think about the way that we love that isn't just like unhealthy, mm-hmm. you know, like wounds that you're moving through mm. or like ego driven. Right. I do think that there are genuine traits that we as specific people value because either we lack or we embrace it in ourselves. And something else that, uh, you know, okay, so that brings up a good point because I was talking with my therapist. Shouts out to her. She's the real one. <laughs> um, there's this guy that I was like just very, I didn't, I barely knew him, right? Like I just knew him, like the idea of him. But for some so reason I was. Scariest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason I was very entranced by him. Like mm-hmm. I was like, it was borderline obsessive. Like, yeah, I but you were just taken. But I was just like so taken aback. I was like, you know, this person is spiritual. They're funny. They're sweet. They're good looking. This, that, and the third. And I had all of these qualities lined up as to why they would be the perfect mate for me, right? Mm-hmm. Why they would be my perfect partner partner and you know I went ahead and I was gushing to my therapist and she went ahead and she told me she was like well hold on you know you don't even know this person all of these qualities the reason why you're so attracted to somebody you don't even know is because all of these qualities are present with you in some way shape or form or you know that you have the capacity to showcase these qualities yeah so you're so attracted to them because you know that that's part of you in a way. That's just so... Dude, when she said that, <clears throat> yeah. I was like, Cynthia, yeah. my girl! Like, <laughs> yeah, I love shit like that. And I but feel it's like the truth. It sometimes uh, does suck, though. Oh. I feel like... Uh, like, for me... So, in my... In almost all of my relationships, I naturally seek situations that will... I seek people that remind me of myself. You know, there's some people who are like, they like the hot and cold. Mm -hmm. Although I do like the hot and cold, I'll find people that maybe seem like they're not like me. And then you find out. I purposefully am looking at the similarity though. Mm. That's immediately what I'm drawn to. But sometimes that gives me problems because I think, I'm not sure why this is, but when I get past the, oh my God, same. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I find the, not the differences, but the, Oh my God, same. Right. Same. Like it's a little bit too. Yeah. Or they're throwing something at me, and I'm like, if I could fight you, and it like triggers you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because it's it's me. It's you. That's what I would do. Mm. Fuck you for thinking you could do it to me. Right. Right. And it's I don't know. That stuff is so I I've just noticed how my ego is like always ready to go. My and I didn't know how like I had I have mad trust issues. Did not know that. I feel like once you start to get in a relationship, you that's when you start to, everything starts to get uncovered. Mm-hmm. And that's why part of me, like, I'm terrified. Yeah. Like, I'm terrified to be in a relationship again because I know how it feels for me, like, to be in one. Because I do get, like, mm-hmm. you know, I get, I get my thing, I don't really get jealous like that, but I get insecure. Yeah. That's my thing. Like, being on anxiety and being on insecurity. And I know that it doesn't matter how much work, like, the thing I'm learning is that it doesn't matter how much work you do, you know, by yourself, right? Like, it doesn't matter how much you meditate, how much you, you know, um, do the shadow work. Like, things are always going to pop back out that need to be healed when you're in union with somebody else. Like, there's some things that you can't, you can't heal with just yourself. 
Exactly. And that is the scariest part. Like, <laughs> that is so scary to me. And so, like, I'm kind of, like, in that in-between spot right now where it's like, mm, I would love a relationship. Like, yeah. that's so cute, cool. Like, I feel like I've done, like, the work. I feel like I, <clears> I'm ready it. for it. But then I sit back and I think about it and I'm like, hold on. That Am I ready? I also need, I would yeah. have to have that. Am I yeah. ready to be confronted with these parts of me that I thought that I was over with? Yeah. Because a lot of times you think that you're healed and you're fine and then somebody else comes along and, and they trigger these wounds in you and you're just like, oh, shit. That's the fucking problem. Exactly. I can, I feel like that's what I'm in right now, mm -hmm. except I'm in the role where I'm already, like, with the person. Right. And not even just my boyfriend or my partner, my friends. The same thing like, with my, yep, I'm, absolutely. I'm, like, dive deep into these thick-ass relationships that I'm, like... Every single day, there's something. Right. And it's not necessarily bad. If I'm being honest, I love having those enlightening moments, bad or good. I like being able to be like, oh. I do that exact same thing. Exactly. <laughs> Look at that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I do like those moments where I can kind of, like, see the clarity. However, <laughs> it does make it really, like, I have a tendency to, I was talking about this in, um, the second episode of the other Me and Yulia's podcast because mm -hmm. we're trying to work through blocks which brings up <laughs> just shit I don't want to talk about. Absolutely. Um, that I love talking about. <laughs> but we are talking about how I have a tendency to blame other people for not making me feel comfortable. Ooh. And my insecurity I have the same thing. I feel like the difference between everybody else everyone has that insecurity. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, that mine is like confidence. I mm. make it overconfident mm. and I validate my perceptions of the way I'm feeling. So like I'm feeling insecure. Um, I've been shown that attention is how you show me you care about me and, and your think, words right. are how you show me you care about me. Not just saying like, or not just knowing yeah, you. I've shown that I've supported you by like sticking by you. I've comforted you in times. I need to of hear it. What up? No, need to hear it. Need to need to see it. Need to AKA, feel it. you need to be in my face. Mm -hmm. You need to be wanting to talk to me. I feel the same and way. And if you don't, I make it your problem, and then I use my ability, I guess, to see other people's flaws. I feel like mm -hmm. that's a separate yeah. ability that could be used to help people. I decide to use it against other people to make you feel like you're a problem and I'm not feeling this way because I'm insecure I'm feeling this way because you you're did fucked it. up yeah because you fucked that's it up that's why you've got issues <laughs> learn to express yourself like no bitch but I just feel like that's a that's a weird thing I like what you were saying too one of the questions is what is it about a relationship with others that often is the problem no that's not the question <laughs> Do you personally think the way you love outside yourself is an accurate reflection of how you show yourself love? I think what you were bringing up about the idea of the way that we, it doesn't matter how much um, practice or work you put in yeah, towards yourself. You're coming and you're meeting those with those a whole other person and, and a whole other energy. Yeah, like, they're pulling it out from your fucking throat. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, you thought you were working on something? You thought you were, were you, you thought you were evolved? Yeah, <laughs> no, I wasn't working on that. I was working on my health. 
I thought yeah. those were the same things. <laughs> Apparently not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really uh, stressful, I guess. Um, I guess I'll ask and ask this question. Oh, wait, no, I want to ask that one. Um, do you think that this goal of happiness or the, the point where you get into a relationship or even you get within yourself, because we're not just talking about relationships, we're talking about just yeah, in love general. in general, I guess. Um, when you get to this point of whatever you think it is, do you think that it's going to be a prolonged sense of happiness? Do you think that it, what, what, do, you, what do you see and what do you think it is? I think the whole like self-love, contentment, contentness within self is like an ever-evolving thing, right? And it's always, it. I don't think it's ever like some. I don't personally. I don't think I'm ever personally. I don't think I'm ever gonna be in a like. Maybe I'll be in a spot in my life one day, right, where I'll be like, okay, I'm happy. You know, I love myself. I'm amazing. I'm great. You know, I'm ethereal. I'm all these things. Mm-hmm. I don't. I. I don't think that that's ever going to be something I'm going to feel for the rest of my life in the same capacity, you know what I'm saying, that I did at that very moment. I think self-love and, you know, taking care of yourself and finding that contentness contentness within yourself is something that's ever-changing and ever-evolving as you grow, right? Because every day we're changing. We have new experiences that we encounter. We have new people that we encounter. We have new knowledge that comes in from all these different sources. Mm -hmm. So your perception of you know, what's going to make you happy and what's going to, I guess, fulfill you is changing by the day. Always. So I don't, you know, I think in in some capacity, like, yeah, you could be like, yeah, I love myself completely and maybe that will be prolonged for the rest of your life, but there's also always days. Exactly. There's always days that you're going to be like, well, I should be doing this, I should be doing this better, you know, um, I don't look as good, I don't feel as good yeah. as I felt the other day. And, like, that, that's important to realize that that's okay, too. Yeah. And then that's important, too, because without the, without the bad, we wouldn't even have a good. Dude, Everything would just be so monotonous. I've been trying to figure out, not trying to figure out, um, as I've been just looking into an observation role of <clears throat> trying to come into this idea of self-love, it's been hard for me to uh, wrap my head around the concept that is get rid of your emotional blocks, mm. those generational curses, your ego, get past all these things that you've created yourself with, thinking that that's the way you need to walk around in mm. order to be successful or safe or secure. Yeah. Whatever reasons you have, you take all of those away and I've been really confused about the person I'd be left. Like I, the, the, like what you're saying about um, monotony, like it would be, I don't think that even if I, that's why this perception of happiness has gotten me, I've just slowly grown out of it. Like, mm-hmm. like you can be happy if you do this. You can be happy if you get this. You can be happy if you reach this point of financial status right. or this job or this, even this level of practice. Mm-hmm when you think that you're going into something like yoga, so you're thinking you're gonna be a yogi bitch and that, that, that's <laughs> your life, and once you are able to do a fucking downward dog, like you're... You know, you're enlightened, you're happy. No, like I just, I don't think that what you're reaching for is necessarily impossible, but I feel like life has already shown me that even working at my most 
um, undefensive isn't a word, but undefensive self, like I've tried to step away mm -hmm. from, okay, that bothers me, but thinking realistically, thinking in their shoes, yeah. like trying to step out of the me, mm -hmm. I still don't believe, like what you were saying, that that idea of one state of being is going to last me. And I don't think I'm going to be like terribly depressed or like, no. you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah, that balance of like understanding that I'm still me. Exactly. Even if I'm not the I. Right. Or like the ego part of me, I guess. Yeah. Me <laughs> <laughs> trying to think about what to add. No, because I definitely think you're right. Like, um, It is something, it, like you said, like or like we said, you know, happiness and contentness within yourself changes from day to day. And you know, we read about, you know, these practitioners, the, the Buddha who found this perfect enlightenment, and like that can be a goal, but it's also about like the little things. It's little steps. It's about um, really, first off, being gentle with yourself. You know, when you don't feel as great as you felt the mm. other day, or you don't feel as much love for yourself as you did the other day, but also just like celebrating when you do. Yeah. Like when you do feel good, be like, I feel fucking great right now. Yeah. And that's, and is, and not worrying about it continuing on till tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Cause that's, it goes back into being mindful, right? Like you have to be mindful in the moment. And then when you're mindful in the moment, like nothing else exists. Yeah. Cause then you start worrying about, oh, well, am I gonna be that happy tomorrow? Am I gonna get that parking spot tomorrow? And you tomorrow? can't even enjoy what's, what, right what's happening right now. Dude. There is this, and I don't know where I read it from. I feel like I got it a long time ago, or I made it up. I don't know. Um, <laughs> either way, I I feel like I heard somewhere that like your um, storing process, when it comes to your memories, <clears throat> they cl usually cling on to the strongest emotions that you were feeling, mm. or the strongest characteristics, like those um, those memories that don't leave. Right. Even if you're old as shit and you're like that was so, so happy they're really that day. really good or they're really really bad yes and i feel like i found that and it might just be me personally and if i'm being honest i feel in regards to a general um the general trait of joy or enjoyment i'm a very joyful person right i'm not although i obviously get depressed and i'm extremely anxious i do still perceive myself to be majoritively a very like optimistic person right or whatever though looking back at a lot of my memories I feel like and I don't know if this is a consensus thing or not a majority of them that I decide to remember are not good yeah because even as you're speaking about this right now I'm getting like an emotional reaction yeah <laughs> like I I think that is very much true it's like especially when we've been through trauma emotional or physical or whatever we we cling on to those moments and like how could we not right yeah especially if they were in our formative years so you know i think that's why it's so important to actually when you are feeling good to relish in yeah. that moment you know to make up for or not make up for but to but have an e exactly yeah. to have an equal amount of both good and bad to remember back when you're older you know those you know because as you're speaking i'm trying to think back and i'm trying to think okay so what moments in my life did i feel like joyful, extremely mm -hmm. joyful that really stood out to me. 
and I can't, you know, there's mo. I know that there's been moments, yeah. but I can't recall any from yeah. the top of my head, you know, with accuracy or yeah, with description. Like, oh, yeah, so with description, like, exactly. No. <laughs> because most of the time, like, I just, you know, I'm happy in the moment. I'm like, okay, I feel good in the moment. Like, this is cool. But then I let it pass and it goes out the window. And probably because I decided to spend a majority of that moment probably thinking about, about something the, bad. The bad the bad moment or something next or anything that could happen that's bad. Yeah. And like, we just worry ourselves so much instead of being in the present moment and like realizing that this is where all the power is. Exactly. Dude, exactly. There's also, it was kind of talking about it in the Mastery of Love book, but it's this idea of bringing hell on earth. Mm. Which like I would shut up. I know we're talking about love, but I'm like knocking this. Just kidding. <laughs> but honestly, I'll kill you. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's talking about this idea that we um, bring hell on earth. Mm. We assume that by what we were taught, like what you were saying, we're just bound by what other people gave us mm -hmm. and told or us. Or programmed us exactly. to believe and to know. Um, we're told kind of at an early age that we are supposed to suffer. Oh yeah. Like oh, suffering absolutely. is that's that's normal. Right. We're fucked up. And that's Girl. how it goes. And so the good moments are like they're yeah, good, like but, them, but always anticipate the bad because yes. the bad is right around the corner. And that's, that's exactly what comes. exactly. And that's exactly how I've been raised too, right? Because you know, I, my my mother had, a, you know, growing up she had extreme depression and anxiety. My mother as well. And there's not, I don't think there's like an actual moment where I can remember seeing my mother genuinely happy and like genuinely, you know, celebratory for her success or anything like that. And every time we would express it as children, you know, it would always be like. Okay, but you know, calm down. You're you're being a child. Yeah, that oh. joy is of a child. Oh, yes, yeah. it's a child. A yeah. child. <laughs> it's literally, literally, the, it, and it would always be like a, a it always be like snap back into reality. Exactly. Like calm down. You're, you're laughing too loud. You're being too loud. You know, you're having too much fun. Mm -hmm. This is not appropriate here. It would always be that snap back to reality. Yeah. And so then you're taught like, okay, so maybe I'm not supposed to be this happy. Maybe I'm not supposed to be this joyful. Yeah. Maybe I'm not supposed to laugh. So then you're brought back into your show. Oh my God, dude, exactly. So, <laughs> I felt that. And, and that's how it goes. I feel like un, un, we are so unaware of how swept up we get into a chasing a bad moment mm. I feel like and there's people mm. where you're like okay so if something bad happens mm. there's like the optimist there's this the skeptical person and then there's the pitier mm. I feel like majority of us don't even notice that we're the pity party mm. people we got invited to that party <laughs> something bad happens and now it's like not only do somehow you find a way to subtly think you deserved Ooh, whatever happened to you, absolutely. you think that's what is, that's what life is all about. That's normal, right? Bad things. I should that's expect it, that you that. should have expected it. Yeah. Instead and of a, a like a genuine, honest, bad things happen, good things happen, and then the optimist, very rare, right? Who's just like, that's okay. That's okay. I'll keep on going. Exactly. Something for me too is that even when things are going good, right? I've been programmed to think, okay, when's the other shoe gonna drop? How long, yeah, how long is this gonna because, last? Because even if things are going good, everything if everything is going great, in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, cool, but when is this other shoe gonna drop? Like, yeah. when, when is shit gonna hit the fan? Mm -hmm. And I'm expecting that moment instead of just 
relishing in the good that's happening now. And it's almost like this, uh, I feel like for... And, like, it's, and part of it is like a defense mechanism, yes. right? I've attached it to my ego to where I can at least get off on the feeling of knowing that that was going to happen. Yeah. I get the fucking validation of knowing I, like, I knew what I called it. Exactly. I knew that this wasn't going to last. This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm good. Right. But you're lonely. Right. You're sad now. <laughs> Let me wipe the tears and get, <laughs> hop out my feelings and hop in the bag. Exactly, like, you know what I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, exactly, though. For real. I don't, I don't know what that is. I do know, and it sucks, but I guess it, when it comes to those situations, like you were saying, the only thing that's kind of like, to me, I've, I've really been pulled out of this, um, the, the chase, I guess. Mm. I like the idea of the chase because to me that's what life's about. But when you chase something and you make it your need to survive, like mm -hmm. I'm chasing another kid, we're playing tag, you're it. Okay. Dude, I hated tag as a kid. I got so scared when Dude, people were chasing me. I still, I can't play video games because I get anxious yeah. if somebody's running after me. This story about, it's at the end of the book, I don't want to like, I don't want to spoil it, I really don't, but it's so good. And it's probably, it's everywhere. Okay. Like, it's not his story, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a general mythology about the world. Um, there was a god, his name is Brahmin, and he was running, he was running shit. Like, he was the dude, whatever, but he was bored because he was the only person that existed. Just mm -hmm. him, just Brahmin, that's it. Then he gives, he creates... Um, a creature her name is Maya she's supposed to play with him she's supposed to like bring some fun mm -hmm. to his existence I guess so apparently this bitch came with all the ideas she said oh I got it okay this is what you're gonna do she creates an entire world she makes him create just the whole world with I don't know plants I guess nature I don't fucking know yeah. just like the world or whatever and then she cuts him up into like thousands of little pieces and puts him into little humans and says, find yourself. That's the game. Isn't that shit crazy? Dude, it's at the end and I was reading and I was like, what? Uh, but why? Because that's the game. Just to just find, find yourself, yourself in all these. Find yourself in yourself. And the crazy, and the crazy, and that's what we were talking about too. When people bring up those wounds about that we have that we are suppressing, it's always about finding these parts about ourselves, yes. these parts and these aspects of ourselves that we've otherwise either suppressed or just ignored. Mm -hmm. Because we're that's true. Because that's something that I've been learning too is that. Um, Everybody, it doesn't matter who it is, if it's a love, if it's a partner, if it's a friendship, if it's just some dude on the street, if it's somebody just passing, you know, that interacts with you. Like, people come into your life for specific reasons, mm -hmm. to teach you something, to show you something, you know. And my thing is that sometimes I get caught up in, like, with the one person that I, that I like, I get so caught up in, like, the idea of them. And feeling like, comfortable. And feeling comfortable. Feeling that I, you know, and that I forget that, like, okay... They don't have to stay. This was meant for me to look deeper into myself. This was this was meant for me to learn more about myself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you know, well, I don't know. Yeah. But, but exactly, I get that. Um, I do feel like there's those situations in my life 
I'm someone who always overthinks the situation. Mm -hmm. So Ooh. I'm always oh. thinking about what people are giving me, what I'm giving them. Mm, like a transaction. Yes. And I feel like that is the way to be thinking. But something that I've been learning for me is enjoyment. Dude, and something that when, when I read the book that got to me was that, you know, okay, so the first story in the book, right, was about the guy who had never, like, who thought that love did not exist. Oh, my God, that was a beautiful dude, story. that shit fucked me up. Yes. Like, I had to put the book down. Because so I was nice. like, Dude, but no, but I had to put the book down because I was like, how the fuck? So, like, what got to me, And right? you, don't you, like, follow his mind? Like, you see why he thinks dude. that. Dude. Okay, so then, okay, so it got to a certain point where, what was it? Um, they ended up becoming, like, being together. They were like, okay, I'll be together. The guy was, so, they were happy showing each other love, right? Just with no bounds, right? They mm -hmm. were just expressing their love freely. And then, at one point, the guy found a star, I think, and he brought the oh star down. God, yeah. And he was like, you know, I love this star so much. I feel so happy. He was like, I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to my girl. Didn't you think that was a good idea? I, I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the oh, best idea. Like, He's so sweet. <laughs> we love, we love a hopeless romantic. Exactly. And so then he gives her the heart and it shatters. And then the author tells you to stop for a second. He's like, okay, now what do you think the problem was? And before he, you know, before he questioned, before he even told the story, he talked about how most of us are just vibrating off of fear and how yeah. all of our reactions with other people, our interactions, like 90% of it is based off fear. Mm -hmm. And so when she broke the star or whatever, and he asked, okay, so why do you think that this happened? Or why was this a mistake? I was like, oh, well, she still had some doubt or she still had some fear within that, her. She didn't jump in. That, yeah, she didn't jump in as full as he did. Mm -hmm. And then the author was like, nah. It's because he gave her his happiness. He made it his responsibility to make her happy. And vice versa. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. If a bitch ain't do that her entire life. Exactly. Oh, Exactly. Oh, because that's and that goes back to like the family, the familial trauma thing, right? Because it goes back to like being a people pleaser. To like yeah. for me with my parents, it's like they're always fighting, they're always arguing. So I would be the one who had to keep the peace, right? Or I would be the one to tell the jokes dude, and to do a little, dude, like, do dude, the little dance or whatever. I always had to make sure that everybody was happy, exactly, even if it impeded upon my own happiness. And honestly, for me, actively moving away from the emotions is what I would do. I was not only the jokester, haha, make everybody laugh. I was not a nurturer. I was meant to say, what pain? Come on. And keep over. it moving. Yeah. We'll just do this. Just focus on this. Right. Ah. Don't even think about it. It's fucked up. And I feel like not only then do I always feel the pressure of people wanting me to ease their pain. Mm. Whether they're putting that on me or not, I, I feel the pressure of other people wanting me to do something. Even if people don't want it to be, even if people don't expect that from me, I make it my responsibility. Even if people don't want that from me, I make it my responsibility. Like, that's been something I've been learning yes. about, too, is that if somebody, even if it's a friend who is dealing with something hard or dealing with something rough, like I had a friend who was going through a crazy time. She had a breakup. You know, her dog died. Oh, no. I felt... I, I love <laughs> It's not funny. It was very sad. Yeah. But, um, you know, I felt so helpless because I couldn't heal her. Yeah. Because I couldn't give her, 
you know, the nurturing, the love. I couldn't get her away. That would just fix it. You know, that would fix it. So I, you know, I had to learn how to actually sit with other people. Like, and that's my thing too, is that I'm a fixer. I oh, want yeah. to, I see people's problems. That's why we, you said that you notice people's flaws. Mm -hmm. I see people's, I see people's flaws and I'm like, all right, now let me show you how to fix that shit. You know what but I'm saying? Look but at me over here. And have you ever gotten to the point where other people don't give you the thank you? It's all about the reciprocation now. I've come out and I've given you a gift mm -hmm. of correction, a gift of clarity, a but gift people, of... But then it's figuring out that people don't want that. Yes. Like some people don't want it. Genuinely. Genuinely. And even like, if they did want it, that's not yours to give. They have to move through their life their own deciding way. to learn you know? from whatever they think they need to learn from. And whether I gave it or not, whether they learned it from me or not, they can't, you can't pay me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like whatever I give has to be free. Right. Whatever they Without take conditions. needs to be free. Without conditions. Or else and that's, it's and not that goes, really being taken. And that's the goals, that goes back to what the, I feel like a little bit about what the author was touch, touching about when he was like, you know, they felt happy loving freely and completely, like giving their I genuinely love. just want to be here with you. Yeah, like I gen like I don't care what it is. I don't care what you're going through. Like I just want to be here with you. I want to support you. You can take whatever you want from me. There's no there's no conditions. That's what he yeah. was talking about. He said there's no conditions in love. In true love and true happiness, there's absolutely no conditions. And that's where I found qualms because in my head I was like, there's absolutely there's some conditions. always conditions. Oh, yeah. That's that's well, respect me. <laughs> yeah, like exactly like no. exactly like oh. if you're not showing me the love i think i deserve then you're not showing me love and i've got to leave yeah because i'm go. better than that you know dude me and my mom we didn't get an argument about it we got into a you know those convert well it's basically what we do when you get into a conversation and you guys are just adding more and more and you're getting more just more, revved up yeah. about whatever topic you both are on. Like, yeah. we both are doing that. <laughs> my mom, me and my mom were doing that about this wave of queen, king, not, not king, queen vibes. Yeah. I love the idea, me and my mom both really love the idea of women finally taking pride in their own femininity. Femininity and even the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like strippers naturally made to be derogatory but we're taking something, even though it is seen typically as like um, derogatory. We're taking it. We're taking pride. Right. There's a pride in being. It's able like a rebranding. Exactly. We love that, or whatever. But then there's this idea of if he's stupid enough to make a mistake, then he's too stupid to be with you. Who the fuck do you think you are? Coming in saying he can't make a mistake, bitch. Every day I make a mistake. Girl. I can't show up to work on time. Like, I've never done that. I don't either. I'm always at least 10 minutes late. Exactly. And to me, that's normal. You know what's funny? I don't even question. I'm like, at least it's not 15 minutes. I don't even, dude, I don't even, I don't even like, mention it to them anymore. Like, before, yeah, I just before at the in. beginning, I used to be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm running late to, like, the supervisor and the principal. Yeah. But now, I'm just like, I'll be there when I be there. And y'all know I do my job when I get right. there. Right. You, you know. Exactly. You know. <laughs> you know I'm good for it. <laughs> But it's the exact same thing, like this, the, it's the extremity of coming into yourself. Same as like you, you something about yourself, you're growing, you feel like you're growing, mm -hmm. but is that growth, you feeling like you're better than somebody else? Mm -hmm. 
or is that growth feeling like genuinely as a person, I am growing to the standard that I are holding put on myself. Right, that you're holding for yourself. I found a lot of times I am jealousy ridden. I'm competitive as fuck mm -hmm. when it comes to like, oh, I'm getting into this. I need to be getting into something. <laughs> and I won't notice. I'm not like but that just intentionally like, I need a win. But it'll be underlying. It's something to where I notice if somebody, okay. So Yuli was finishing her 75 hard and in September, she finished it around September, basically. What? 75 hard, this little challenge that she was doing, okay. where she was like, it was just really tough, honestly. Okay. I tried to do it at the beginning, but I realized I have serious commitment issues, and that's, it broke in a lot of stuff. I learned a lot from <laughs> okay. not doing it. But in September, I made this little focus plane where I was gonna like, well, guess what? He's fucking learning something, so you should listen the fuck up. <laughs> um, I was like running, I was working out twice a day, I was drinking a lot of water, I was eating it right, I was reading every day, I was doing all these little things that I felt like were the essentials of that challenge mm -hmm. without the pressure of it, okay. whether that was pussy or not, I don't know. Either way, I was doing that, and in September, she was finishing it, so there was kind of like a fire mm -hmm. that I think I felt. Right, that I if was, you would have committed like her, yes, you would have been. and she was feeling that fire, I was proud of her, and it also made me inspired. We are both like that. We do inspire each other. So it's not like I'm like, that's bad. Like, mm -hmm. But it's more like right when she ended 75 hard and we got into October, the first week and a half, this is what makes me start to point to, I think I might, I like the idea of riding off of people's fire. Either inspiring them myself mm -hmm. makes me feel important or riding off their fire makes me feel like I don't need to feel bad me not rising to my own standards mm. because I'm rising to someone else's mm. or because I'm somehow doing something that but don't you think that you create you know you having these little activities that are like a that are reminiscent of that challenge or whatever but are more doable for you without the pressure you don't think that that allows you to rise to your own oh, standard it was completely helpful okay I fucking loved it I'm doing it this month too like I'm continuing right. it because it was there's a reason I was drawn to the challenge myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? At like, course. we all have our personal reasons for why we do things. It's more like those subtle things that you don't notice. Mm -hmm. Like, why was I suddenly not as motivated when she got finished? Mm -hmm. And I was aware that she was done. Mm -hmm. And then I had to keep continuing because I still had that standard for myself. Right. I was way less motivated and I had a lot of trouble continuing to right. go on. But I did it for a whole month. Right. Just with a fire. And yet I got to October and I was like, something tells me I shouldn't be doing this anymore. Like a subtle thing made me just want to give up and like, all right, I'm done with that. I did it because again, I genuinely yeah. appreciated it for myself, but it made me start to think not necessarily specifically, but in general. Mm -hmm. In what ways do I kind of use other people's want to progress other people's for way of growing and try to match my own standard to it mm -hmm. and say, okay, well, that's mine. That's mine too. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. I don't think it's extreme. I don't think I'm like, I'm going to get into botany now because <laughs> fucking Rihanna's into botany or whatever. Yeah. But it's just those subtle ways that you kind of don't notice that you attach your perception of success, whatever it is. Mine is a lot more geared towards personal growth. Mm -hmm. Um, attach it to other people's perception. 
of personal growth. Right. Especially like in a relationship, you see somebody who is succeeding mm -hmm. and you value them for being smart or so sensitive or so um, just accomplished or talented. Yeah. So you feel in some way you need to match that. Right. Maybe in your own ways, but you still are feeling the pressure of like, Imagine it. I need to be just as good as them in this way. I need to be just as this. You know, initially I was like, I don't, I can't relate because I don't have friends. <laughs> I don't have that many friends. But then I was thinking about it because even with the ones that I do, like um, sometimes I feel like now I'm better at it. Like now I kind of realize that like, you know, my, my journey is my own journey. And however far somebody else gets is how far they get. And I'll have. I'll be happy for them that's great but it's not my journey you know they're very different and like we all have our own you know sparks and mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying but like I when I first began I know that I had a friend and like I was I was kind of the one who like taught him a lot about like spirituality stuff and he would tell me you know he'd be like you know I meditated and I I saw a vision I saw like shapes and sacred geometry and then for a moment instead of being happy for him right for a moment I was like hold on how come I'm not doing that? yeah I, you know how come yeah. I'm not there yet you know and it wasn't like okay I'm I'm mad that he got there I wasn't upset that he got yeah. there it was just like you somehow blame yourself exactly. for it's not like, well, what is he doing that I'm not doing yeah like I I should be getting reaching this level as well right yeah and so like what's the level right what the fuck is the level like <laughs> exactly because it's different for everybody exactly exactly so it doesn't look the same that's been really um again like i was saying i i pull towards people who i want to find the similarities mm -hmm. like i want to be like same i love that i do that too or whatever but it's important for me to let that sameness is also like a possessiveness that mm -hmm. i think i have to where it's like you move the way I move so I can hold you to the same expectations that I would hold myself, AKA when you disappoint me, when you don't show me enough attention like we were talking about, I have the right to be mad at you for it because we're similar. And I wouldn't do that to you. Yeah, and it's, it's that same way of like, I'm really having to come into this idea that people, even if they like that mythology, I guess, I'm Brahmin, they're Brahmin. We're on the same path of coming into ourselves, realizing right. Awakening who we to are. Awakening our power. Exactly. Um, I'm not them. You know what I'm saying? There's a me. reason that I'm here. There's a reason that they're, that they're there. Right. If we were the same, we'd be the same person. And at that point, I, it's kind of difficult for me simply because I am, I do put a lot of, like, a lot of my problems are almost always attention-based mm -hmm. like I other people make me feel not I don't have anything about myself that I value so I use other people to validate mm -hmm. me but I use other people to validate my own confidence about myself mm -hmm. a very confident person like, I really believe in myself when mm -hmm. it comes to the traits that I have mm -hmm. and what I'm capable of but I something told me that I need other people to say yeah that's right for me to be allowed to do things, mm. for me to be allowed to say things, or me to be allowed to be that confident. And I feel that way, but about like everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but except I don't, I don't have, except it's like, it's different, right? It's the same, but different. Okay, let's just go with my art, right? Like I know that I'm good at writing, right? I know that I'm a great writer, okay? I know that that's it. been my strength since I was a child. I've Able to write. Yeah, I've always, been, I've always been a writer. 
However, comma, if I write something and I share it, right? Like this happened over the quarantine, like I think like the first couple months. I wrote something, I decided to share it on Instagram for the first time ever. I never share my things on like social media ever. Mm. Like I usually do open mics or, you know, performance things um, back when we were doing that. You're fucking fantastic at by the way. Thank you. Usually half that shit makes me like really tear up. Girl. I love any chance to like really dig into my emotions. I feel like whatever you're writing really does it That's for me. I think that that's part of the reason why I have, like, not I haven't, but I've been steering clear from writing because I know, because it does the same for me. Mm-hmm. It's like when I'm writing about something, I write about what I'm going through and what I'm feeling in such a raw way that it reawakens all these emotions. And like sometimes I get too, sometimes I don't want to, I don't want to conjure up that ghost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um. It feels heavy. Oh, yeah. And like afterwards, obviously afterwards, it's always like a release, right? Like after, you know, you finish writing, you know, you're proud of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, okay, I, sh- I should give this to the world. Like this is no longer mine. I already, I already gave all the parts of me that I needed to give and now it's done. It's done, it's released. All these feelings, they, they can, they're, they're, they're able to be released. But I have issue releasing it and just letting it be. Because if I'm not met with extreme praise, like mm-hmm. if I'm not, if people don't comment, like the thing for me was I, I posted something I was pretty proud of, right? And that was pretty personal to me. And I was like, okay, this is great. Like, you know, people should th- say it's great. When I, it was kind of irrational the way that I did it because it was only up for like maybe an hour. <laughs> I was like, but I was like, if I don't have, like I got like I think it was like 20 likes and like nobody commented or anything and I was just like no people think I suck yeah and I was like people think I suck I'm a flop this doesn't even make sense and then I went back to the poem and I was like this line doesn't even relate to this line you're (gasps) fucking trash (laughs) so I deleted it you know I deleted it because I felt like because I didn't get that validation that Mm -hmm. I was seeking externally you know, because obviously validation makes everybody feel good. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to hear that they're good at something. You know and I feel like at a certain point, that's okay. And it's and it's great. It's okay. It, it's, it's like it's, the balance of it, give and exactly. take. Exactly. But not when you let it impede upon, like, your own creative process and your self-worth. Yeah. And that's what I always have the problem with letting it, like, that's my biggest problem. And, like, I have a friend who's, like, very creative. He, like, makes music and he releases and he... He's always creating something. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I, I often talk to him about this, and he's always just like, when did you start writing for other people? Like, when did this, mm-hmm. when did you start creating? When did you start painting? When did you start doing whatever your outlet is for other people? When did it stop becoming, when did it stop being about you and about how you feel about mm-hmm. it? And I was just kind of like, well, you know, it could relate back to when I was doing slam poetry and, you know, we had to get judged or whatever. And he was like, but that's bullshit because you're out of that now and you've been out of it for some years. So why, why you get you, to decide what yeah, you Yeah, so yeah. why don't you just let it be and just release it and not worry about how other people feel about it? You never have to explain yourself. You never have to explain your art. And I was like, damn, yeah. you right. I have a problem with that when it comes to social media. Like, yeah, I don't know why. It's... Let's talk about social media for a second right. because that's a fucking scam. Yes, <laughs> it's it a scam. is. Everybody and now it's algorithm based and oh, shit. Like, yeah, it's what bullshit. The fuck, you bringing math into it? Now? And then, <laughs> I hate it. And then, but my thing is, it's like everybody only shows you what they want you to see on purpose, even if they know. Act 
objectively that if someone else sent the exact same picture, they're like, that's not really like how they are. Exactly. So why are you saying putting the picture out? You know, and then it's like I'm not expecting somebody to be like, right, bad day. <laughs> like I get that, but I also feel like it's no, a trap. But it definitely is. And then that's the thing though with it too. It's like all these influencers, all these people on Instagram or social media that, you know, we look up to, Mm -hmm. there's quotation marks, you can't see it, influencers that you look up to, like, they start to impede on your self-worth too. Yeah. Because they start to make, they start to make you think, um, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not happy enough, I don't have enough money, you know, you know, I'm depressed and that's wrong, this, that, and the third, but they're only showing you... My depression is because I don't have that. Exactly, and so it's, but, and they're only showing you 10% of their life, you know what I'm saying? And it's all, it's just all a scam, and it's like, and then that, I, I think, I don't know if it's a symptom or what it is, but then people, people aren't willing to be open with each other anymore. Like God. nobody wants, like nobody wants to have the hard conversations. But they are so alone, dude. And nobody wants to talk about how alone they are. They're just that's fucking crazy. Like that's you're the craziest thing. And we're we're more we're more connected than we've ever been in the entire world, <gasps> in the entire like in generations. And we are more alone than we have ever felt. ever ever. And, and there's nobody, way more of us now. Exactly. And 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 we never want to talk about it. Like everybody's like, oh no, that's whack. Oh no, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell my friend that I've been depressed. That's stupid. He's gonna think this, this, and this. And I'm like, dude, your friend might feel the exact same way. He like probably does. It, and he's your friend. Like you, you're pulling in probably the energy that you're putting out. Exactly. Let's be honest. If you're feeling a certain way, majority of the time, the, the people, people closest you to you are uh-huh. matching that shit. Are also feeling the exact same way. Yeah, that's the people are so crazy. fearful, and that obviously goes to vulnerability and personal trauma and whatnot, and like you know, and just social media being the opportunity to kind of like tap into your your misguided perception of your best self. Mm. I can be who I want to be right now mm. in a picture, and nobody has to know about the real me, the heart. Which is that know. this whole day I've been crying because I was so stressed out because mm-hmm. I spent three hundred dollars on this outfit. <laughs> right, and I do my bank account, but posing and I look cute. Wow, hashtag. Exactly. You might think I'm rich. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm broke down, like mm-hmm. broke as fuck. Actually, I'm gonna return these shoes right yeah. after I take the picture. <laughs> Dude, for real. I feel like that's such a... I don't think that it completely ruins people. Part of me is happy that I get so uncomfortable with social media because I feel like if I was too, like, adept, if I was too invested, Mm -hmm. if I understood it too much, my sense of connection would be a little misguided. It would be a lot more... It is misguided. It would be a lot more misguided than it is because I... When in regards to for me, it's all about like my confidence. Mm-hmm. I've been slowly realizing that I have a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. I genuinely like the bitch I was given. Like I'm <coughs> fucking with her. She's I like the her. Long way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck with her. I like her. But I and I and I'm even relatively. My problem usually is pulling myself back for others. I don't want anyone to feel like because I'm this way that they have to be a certain way and that if they're not what I'm on they're wrong or I wouldn't understand them right so naturally I I've come into this role of like like I totally get that no we're like similar like I'm totally on that shit too even though like you literally don't talk to anybody and I talk to everyone same (laughs) 
or whatever, like even unrationally yeah. moving and bending for people. Is there any practices that you feel like are um, necessary for your personal growth? For my personal growth, I feel like, um, I guess I'm, I'm kind of figuring out that my meditation practice and like having, creating a space of mindfulness, like I have a ritual in the mornings before I go to work, which is like super important to me because otherwise I'm very like scatterbrained at work and that's not the best um, where I light an incense, I put on some, um, four, three, two Hertz or five, two, eight Hertz music. I lay down, I have a stone and I meditate for like five to 10 minutes, sometimes 20. It depends on what I have time for, yeah. but I know that I need in my mornings, I need to have that moment to myself Otherwise, I'm like frazzled the entire day mm -hmm. and I feel just so outside of myself. So and sometimes there'll be days where I don't do the practice and I'll re I'll really recognize the. the how much it was. Yeah. Right? How much how much it's important for me. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I think I'm still kind of developing. Developing like what exactly I want my spiritual practice to look like, what mm -hmm. exactly I want to take time for. Um for myself every day but I know for a fact that that's like a really important one that I have currently mm -hmm. and so yeah that's super important for me because otherwise I'm just so in lost in the sauce like yeah. for real yeah I just get really my emotions get on yeah get really uh turned up yeah exactly and yeah. in the morning I feel like I, I I tap into a lot of energy yeah in the mornings I do too so for me I usually try to work out just because yeah. I have enough energy to do that and then there's these meditation like periods usually five to ten minutes or whatever yeah. that are either like gratitude kindness yeah. something like that that just center me even if I'm like thinking about breakfast or something right yeah. I'm still getting grounded right and then crystals have started I didn't I wasn't really worried about them yeah I had a whole bunch that I just kind of just dropped, I guess. Dude. But I grabbed just the two that I've really been. It's for lately. It's all about just breathing in positive energy, loving energy, exhaling on like negative energy, right. toxic energy. That's not good. And then I do like a daily reading. Yeah. Look I it up. See, I wanted to get do that. Into it. And then I, that's it. I started it briefly when I first started my practice, but then like I was running out of time. But I did I find it. Yeah, but then I did. But when I was doing it, I did find that it was beneficial because I pulled like one card a day, and I was basically, you know, I basically asked spirit. I was like, okay, what is the energy I'm, I should be focusing on today? I love that question. Yeah, because it's, it's not even like a or what's embodying. Yeah, to me? It's no, like, it's what just theme should what I be theme? What on? theme should I be focusing on? What should I embody? What should I? learn about what should I you know what I'm saying and Spread that was around notice yes others. exactly just and so that was a very benefit like benefit saying we just I gotta get back into it because it's I really really yeah, like it I, I, I realized that I need to get back into crystals because yeah. the way that they like affirmations I kind of have problems with yeah I started doing it wasn't really feeling yeah it. um just because I get distracted to where my words start losing meaning I get that yeah um but the I feel like the crystals give me a, a, it's like a physical it's a physical and then I can just imagine the essence of what they do they're very it's very powerful sometimes I even find when I'm using crystals I'll feel their vibrate the vibrations mm -hmm. like um there's I think I was um 
I don't even want to say the name of the crystal because I know I'm going to say it wrong. But it was like <laughs> it, it, it was it's this one crystal and it's for like intuition and whatever. And I've been trying to do this thing where I focus on a chakra a day. Like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. It's a little bit harder than it because I don't do it. <laughs> but I did it for like a week and I like the idea. But then. Mm-hmm the way life goes yeah you know what i'm saying but i was doing it one day and i was doing it for my third eye so it was a crystal that had something to do with the third eye and i put it on my like you know in the third eye area and i could feel it pulsating that's crazy and i was just like at at first i was like hold on this yeah i was like is this Mm -hmm. for fucking real Mm -hmm. is a bitch awakening yeah what the fuck but i really felt it like it the crystal hold potent energy yeah. and at first i was always like i had a whole bunch of crystals but i was very much like yeah okay they're cool but they were so like they were cool. cool and knowledge wise yeah like attaching like yeah what is this yeah what they, is this exactly or like even just the habit like when i first started my spiritual practice i was very much like i have to have everything <laughs> i have to have everything or else i'm not a, like i'm not, not on it. exactly yeah. and First off, that's the complete opposite because you start literally where you are. You don't need shit, honestly. Mm-hmm. All that, all the crystals, all the tarot, all, tarot everything exactly. is like all material bullshit that you just to reawaken to your Say own again, power. Dude. Like it's it's all tools. You already for you. have everything. Yeah, you have you have everything. It's just tools that you can use to reawaken to you that power. Give yourself the clarity that exactly. you already just have. Exactly. Yeah. But before I was just like, yeah, crystals are cool. I like learning about them. I know that they do this, this, and this. And sometimes I feel this when I wear this one. Yeah. But that was my first time ever experiencing like the vibrations. Mm-hmm. Like you're actually tapping in. You're, you're, Tap- you're aware. Exactly. You're looking to find an actual connection. Exactly. And like that was crazy. And I, I felt that way too one time because I've been trying to do grounding. Like I go outside. Usually um, the place I work at, the school I work at has like a crazy like outdoor space. Like they have a lot of. And during nap time, we make the kids sleep for like two hours. Don't tell their parents, but <laughs> <laughs> but we make them sleep. Don't sleep. Yeah, <laughs> we like we make them sleep for a long time. And um, so usually during that time, I'll try to go outside to the campus, and so I'll get barefoot in the grass. And I know I know all the other teachers are like, "What the fuck is this bitch doing barefoot?" I bet. In the grass? I bet not though. I bet they're like. I need to be on there. Right, right. She look at her. <laughs> I need to be centered with myself. With the grass in yeah. between her toes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there was this one time that I was like grounding myself, and I ended up sitting down, and I put my hands and my feet in the grass, and I felt like this. This only happened one time after that, but I felt the vibrations of the earth. There's no cars around. Yeah. Like going up my arms and my hands, dude. That shit was the craziest thing. Like I was just like, and in my head, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then for a second, I like, I got scared. Like I like, I jumped my hand back, and I was like, like, cause it felt like. Not needles, but like it felt like. You know when you're, uh, me and Grammy were talking about this when it comes to Reiki energy, when your arm falls asleep and you're like, exactly, you're waking exactly. It up. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's the exact same feeling. And I'm yeah. just like, I have not been in this position for that exactly. long. There's no reason yeah. why I should be feeling that way. And I felt it and I was like, oh my God. That's real. That's real life. I was like, and then I looked at myself, I was like, yo. And so then I like, I was like, hold on. So I like rubbed yeah. my hands together. I was like, let me just like make sure. Get blood flowing. Yeah, yeah. Make sure that I'm not bugging out. Yeah. And I put my hands and like, lo and behold, it happened again. And I was just like, yo. You know what you're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. And that was crazy to me. That like that. Yeah. So anyway, but so that's been, that's yeah, dude, that's, that's so, fucking that's awesome. so fucking cool to me. Like, yeah, yeah, like, cool. yeah, yeah that but is cool. so Anyway, so that's oh, a practice right. that I was trying. I've been trying to implement. Yeah, uh, I do think it's important 
First off, it's cool. Second yeah, off, yeah, super yeah. dude. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I am awakening. Yes, like, <laughs> a bitch is aligning. Yes, like, that fucking awesome. dude, it was really cool. And now it doesn't happen all the time. But, yeah, I but, feel like that you needed. You needed it, and you were actively like centering yourself. I was, was and it showed, and it literally showed me like you you can feel this like all the things that everybody else talks about all you know i follow a bunch of people that are like following you know their intuition and they're on their spiritual journey mm-hmm. I, f- I have a lot of friends that are doing the same thing too mm-hmm. that i see from afar and they talk about all these things but it was like you can actually experience yeah. it bitch and, and I, I doubt it's even like one of those i feel like it just has to do with intention exactly it doesn't have to yeah. do with what you were saying like all this extra it doesn't it doesn't it. because i was just if you think about it, i was just outside i was just outside i didn't have anything feeling on yourself. me i was just outside feeling shoes off feeling the earth hands in the earth just eyes closed just vibing like <laughs> like just for real. yeah for li- the literally real the real vibing yeah. like so yeah but yeah that sounds amazing though Okay, um, if you could look back at yourself, maybe in the past, and maybe, like, tell yourself something, words of wisdom, is there anything that you would say, do, or let yourself know to either help you, I guess, in your journey, or just something that you know now that you didn't know before? The first thing that came to my mind was that it's gonna hurt. Ooh. (laughs) Like, that's, that's, like, the first, because I was... Yo, that's that's, that's a pretty fir- icy. That's, <laughs> that's the first thing. Not icy. Okay. It but, was, though. <laughs> I, like I felt how, like somebody just spit a bar. I was like, yeah. I like how we're not in the library now, so now we're just like, ah! Yeah, like, fucking <laughs> you! Literally, like, the yeah. second half of this podcast is about to be turned the fuck up. I feel like but, turned on now. <laughs> literally. <laughs> but I think the the, like, if I could go back and tell myself something, the, the, the most important thing that I could tell myself is that it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. That's inevitable. And, like, I feel like I feel like younger me would have been like, well, it hurts now. It always, it's always going to hurt. And it's like, no, it's not always going to hurt, but it is going to get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. It is going to hurt. And even if it is better, even if it is good, you're still going to be faced with challenges that are going to hurt. So move past the pain. Exactly. Move past the pain. But my thing is feel the pain. I think that's an, that would probably be part two. It's going to hurt, but feel the pain. Mm-hmm. Feel it. And that's something I'm even learning actively that I'm not like that I have not like in the past year. I think this year has been the year for me to really like step into my power and not be afraid to feel. Because even if you look like. Oh, my like, God. Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> like because for me, like. I didn't even realize it at the time, but I was so hurt and scared and I would run and run and run from any feeling or I would deal with it head on but it would be explosive yeah and or it, overcompensate exactly like I have a shoe exactly exactly and yeah. now I'm finally in the spot you know where I'm forcing myself to feel how I feel yes, walk at in any vulnerability ex- knowing you're going to get hurt at, and walk in ex- anyways because it's important because we like I feel like with most of us too like it goes back to social media like that shit dumbs us down mm-hmm. we, we get on there as a distraction most of us are on social media as a distraction we want to see something funny we have TikTok videos yeah. we have yeah. you know scrolling through the timeline finding something funny YouTube see videos this that, you know what I I'm saying see something that's attractive exactly appealing, aesthetically or, or it could be on the other the other side too like okay you know 
I'm going to smoke. I feel shitty. I feel annoyed. I'm going to smoke or I'm going to drink. That used to be my thing. I used Mm -hmm. to drink and smoke. Like I used to be like, I'm annoyed. I had a bad day. You know, I'm going to smoke. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to smoke instead of, and you know, I'm going to smoke and I'm going to laugh. I'm going to consume this content instead of being like, I feel shitty and I'm going to sit in this shit and feel it and dive into why I feel this way. What did this person do or what did this situation trigger within me that made me feel this way? Why am I feeling like I need to run right now? Why am I feeling like I wanna hide from myself right now? And so that's been, so I would say to my my other self is that, and this this has been the year for me of really realizing that for myself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not perfect at it. There's still some times that I've noticed, like even recently where I've been like, I wish I could drink a whole bottle of wine right now. Yes, like, yeah. or like, I'll be caught like, like, you know, I'll be like, I could go buy a whole bottle of wine right now and just feel good about and myself and feel sexy like, and feel exactly. cute, but I'm not going to do that. Is that necessarily like what I want to do? Or is that just what I want to do? So I don't have to do exactly. This? And so then, I'll, you know, and that's what I've been having. I had to deal with that like a couple weeks ago where I was like, okay, is it because I want to do it and I feel good right now? Or is it because I feel kind of shitty right now? Mm-hmm. And I know that that will make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And then, but then there's power in choosing not to do it, right? So I think that that's what I've been learning this year. And if I could tell myself, my younger self, especially my teenage self, like 17, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, like, yeah. like it wasn't until this year that I really started. Yeah. But like, it, it's it's going to hurt and to feel the hurt and to feel the pain. Not wallow it, wallow in it. You, yeah. you never want to wallow in it. Yeah, you never want to actively not move or take accountability. Exactly. You want to observe it. That's the biggest thing. You want to observe the pain. Think about it. Why does this trigger this emotion mm-hmm. to you? It, it, emotion in you. Why does it trigger this reaction within you? Think about it. What are you so? What wound did they just touch? Right. Ex- exactly. What wound did they just touch? Why and does it hurt why you is so it much? Not obvious. Exactly. Why? How I, hard are you hiding it? That yeah. Is not obvious. And what? Ex- exactly. Exactly. And what can you do? What can you do now that you know what wound this is? Or to what, genuinely heal yourself? Exactly. Because clearly it hasn't been healing. And this, you're thinking about it now, and it's going back years. Exactly. And so, and my thing too is that sometimes, like, if I feel this way. Sometimes I'm really hard on I, well most of the time I'm extremely hard on myself and I've been working on being more gentle with myself. I tell everybody in their mom I'm like okay be gentle with yourself. Like you're fine. Like be gentle with yourself. It's not you know progress isn't linear. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to me I'm like you're not above. Yeah. You're trash. <laughs> like you shouldn't be feeling this way. Yeah. You thought you were so healed but now you're triggered by this dude like yeah. you know what I'm saying but it's it's real, it's real. it's a it's a it's a <laughs> for real it's a consistent learning process and so something I wrote like I'm not really a mantra person or anything mm-hmm. but I wrote on my I have like a whiteboard that I never use and I wrote down something one day and it was anytime you feel sad is an opportunity to love yourself more so um do I tell myself that all the time? No, but sometimes when I see it, right? If I see it on my board or whatever, yeah. I'll remember, okay, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling triggered. What can I do to nurture myself? Mm-hmm. Because it goes back to those relationships that we saw when we were children, right? Yeah. Or the relationships that our parents gave us or the, you know, I think we talked about it earlier. We talked about how um, we weren't allowed to be children or feel yeah, things in yeah, certain yeah, yeah. ways. We were, you know what I'm saying? It goes back to, okay, my inner child or part of my inner child is 
hurting right now. So what can I give myself that will soothe the pain? What can mm-hmm. I do for myself? How can I show up for myself in a way that I wish my parents would have, yeah. that I wish Dude. this other person would have, that I wish that boy that I like would have, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So my gosh, that's what I'm working on. <laughs> Honestly, like expecting like a really simple answer. And that was really nice. I'm sorry. I got really no, into it. I think I needed to talk about it too, because yeah. I feel like there's a lot of healing that happens when you have conversations with other people right. and like realizations that happen. And I think I, I love this. dude, I love it too. Cause I, you know, sometimes we do like, sometimes we know things, but we have to say them out loud so we can know exactly things. what you're saying. Like when you're, when we're talking about everything that you need genuinely is in yourself. Exactly. So it's not about you need somebody else to but show it's it to that you. moment where you get clarity right. from others you get clarity from the outside the interactions to show right you what you are right exactly and who you are in your most like purest self and purest form yeah or what you know to be true sometimes exactly. you just need it you that, just need the little like the hey, nudge remember? yeah hey like, like oh i forgot about that right i forgot that I am powerful. I forgot that I am uh, working on things that I have exactly. gotten far. You know what I'm saying? That I am, like, my thoughts and my feelings are valid. Yeah. For God. And they also don't, they're also not the whole of me. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not this sad feeling. All like, I'm not. Oh, yeah. And my biggest thing, too, has been learning that, like, I'm not sad. A part of me is yes. sad. A part of me feels sad. I'm not sad. I'm not depressed. And that points way more to like a situation. Exactly. Like a situational. And that's how hurt. you. And that's how you dive deeper into this trauma and yeah, how you what begin happened to exactly doing that because it's not just because exactly it's not just because this person did that. It's 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 deeper than that. And that's how you start doing that shadow work. And that's how you start diving deeper into yourself. So it's always, so I've been trying not to be like, I feel, or I'm sad. I feel, I feel depressed. I'm depressed. Instead. I'm like, this is me, you know, a part of me feels depressed today. Hmm. What part of me feels depressed? Well, you know, I feel a little bit depressed because I'm not receiving the attention I want to receive from this person, Mm -hmm. this, that, and the third. Well, why do you want attention from this person well because you know I really like how I really like them and you know I didn't receive attention from this person when I was in a relationship with them these years ago and I'm still triggered by it you know what I'm saying so it's yeah yeah, so it it, real for real girl it gets messy but (laughs) and and I like that things repeat itself sometimes it's a little bit triggering but sometimes that triggering allows you okay well you missed that opportunity to work and, but do something. But here, here it's presented to you in your face you now. You think that it's not the same, but it you is. You find out that it is the same, and that's something I had to deal with recently. Like that's, I had literally had to deal with that recently, where I was like, you know, I thought that I had overcame so much. I thought that like, you know, throughout this year, I've been putting in so much work, and I had like a breakdown. Like I was like mm-hmm. a snotty mess, mm-hmm. and it stemmed, it stemmed from a boy not feeling the same about me, right? Like that was, or a man, yeah. a man not feeling the same way about me. That's what I thought. That was my perception mm-hmm. of why I was feeling that way. It but had it, so much to do. With it was you, so much it deeper. Even, yeah. It was so much deeper. And then it went into, okay, well, you're not as healed as you thought you were because you're letting this, 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 and this trigger you. Yeah. But what does healed mean? Does it mean you're impervious to pain or does it Look, mean that? And it doesn't. And that's the yeah, thing. It doesn't because pain is always, the pain is always going to be there. It's always going to hurt. 
but it's about working past that and eventually once you work past those blocks like it won't hurt anymore yeah. like it won't hurt in the same way anymore not the same exactly. lessons anyway and you can just at least respect that you have a pain to exactly exactly and, and you don't hide from it yeah anymore you don't run from it anymore mm. girl we yeah for real for real um it's been really really nice i'm like yeah. so happy that we did this. I'm so fucking happy too. I'm sorry. I'm cursing like, a lot now. <laughs> no, okay. That's literally me. I we were talking about how I, if anybody's rubbing off, like making other people pirates, I'm making. People. <laughs> yeah, literally. I don't know. They're like, yeah, fucking for real. And I'm like, I think they curse, and I'm like. <laughs> I think it's also being outside of the library because now I'm like I feel like Express the freedom. Yourself. Yeah, you can do it. Fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god. But um, yeah, I'm really happy that we did this. I feel like every step of this journey for me, don't mean to make this selfish, has been reiterating that this is good no and it is i'm so happy i don't know i just feel really really good and i'm glad that we're talking about this because i need it just as much as i feel like anybody else who could be benefiting from this podcast i feel like use it the people that you talk to too also need it i feel like it's a very beneficial thing to do like you're great at this like you're actually wonderful at this Alia. thank you you're very like you're organized with it like you sent me the questions before i wasn't expecting that (laughs) i was like damn and some of the you know what i'm saying and you're very natural with it and like the people that you also interview or whatever, like, they feel it. Like, they... I, I feel like I'm, I don't want to just, like, hey, like, same as, like, a social media thing. I don't want to put on a front, like, we're... No, it's honest. Like, and I want to do this dude, with true, you because and, you can do this. We can do this together. Exactly. I love it when we do this. Right. And that's my thing, too. I, it's honest. It's honest. And, like, it's a real conversation. And, like, we were talking about earlier, like... People don't want to have those anymore. So I do think it's very beneficial what you're doing. And I'm kind of like, I'm not kind of, I'm very like honored that you were like, hey, Rosa Maria, I would like you to be I'm honored that you're so happy. Dude, I was so psyched. Like, I was like, (laughs) yo, I'm going to be on a podcast. Like, I was so excited. Um, But yeah, I always love talking to you. Yeah, yeah, you too. I'm really happy I did this. We worked through a lot of stuff that's not even on the podcast. Right, yeah. We definitely had a whole little powwow. I come to Jesus or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm really happy that this ended up working out so well. Where can people find you if you want to, like, promote your social media? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's... I wasn't going to think about that. Me either, Um, but I was, like, normal people, like, connecting that way. Right. So, you can find me um, on anything, Twitter or Instagram, at at Quiet Prophecy. Uh, Exactly how it's spelled. Quiet Prophecy. (laughs) I'm sorry. So, yeah. That's where you can find me. Sounds good. Um... Yeah, this has been the third episode of Talia's Paradigm Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, Paradigm listeners. You have just finished episode three of my human experience series. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed. Um, I'm really happy that I had Rosemary on. She's just a beautiful fucking soul, and I'm so happy that I got to talk to her. It was so helpful for me personally, and I hope that it helped you too. Side note, if you're wondering why this sound was so weird this time, one, I will do better, I promise. I can do better. So my bad for that. Um, Two, we were in a library, so... That's just one thing that made it really, like, ugh. I'd hear a lot of shit in the background because it was 
there was shit going on. Plus, me and her both are, like, fucking conditioned, like, every other normal person to, like, never get above a four on the voice scale. Like, I feel like a criminal if I'm talking like this. Like, the whole time you're talking like this. Like, yeah, totally. Like, da-da-da-da. And it's only when you go back and edit that you're like, bitch, speed the fuck up. So, I found a way to kind of up the volume, so I hope it's okay. Um, Just hope you still enjoyed it, even despite those technical difficulties, you could say. Um, The next episode I have with Yulia... There will be some time in between there just because, as I said in the first episode, I'm trying to maintain my um, consistency with these episodes and time is of the essence, but it's also like much needed if I'm going to be able to fit it in to um, record at a certain time, edit uh post promote this week did not promote shit like just forgot um and yeah I I just do better I've not haven't been really having a good week lately but that's totally okay and I got this we're gonna keep going we are literally halfway through the fucking series can you believe it ah it's crazy I hope that you guys are enjoying it though um I feel like I already said this, but the next episode is going to be with Yulia, my bestest friend in the world. You can follow her at dragon.hose on Instagram. We also have our own um, podcast called Twin Flame Wisdom Podcast. That is its own Instagram as well. You can follow that, and then I'm pretty sure you'll just find it on our Instagrams, because I don't feel like looking up what the name of it is and then getting it wrong. Um, She also has her own podcast podcast called the um the scary girls podcast it's really good actually I really like it I not actually like didn't think she could do it but like no it's actually really good I'm really enjoying it and I'm glad that we're only like halfway through you know we still got another like 15 or so or like 13 I don't know how to count either way we still have a few episodes left of her little um October series so stay tuned and the they're getting juicy I feel like I'm learning things when I listen to it it's great you should check it out especially if you like true crime if you just like fucking around she's got a little bit of everything on there it's really pleasant it is not as long as these episodes and not necessarily a serious in the same ways uh still kind of serious though but uh dude it's got everything just fucking check it out it's good so yeah, she's going to be on the next episode. We're going to be talking about behavior, I believe. Um, I'm still kind of narrowing down and like getting the specifics on what I kind of want the episode to be about. I'll get back to you on it. Um, yeah. Thank you again for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. All the support has been so nice. I hope y'all are enjoying it. If you have any questions, any comments, any ideas that you want to send my way, do not even hesitate. Really tired. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. And yeah, see you on the flip. Bye.